Hi there, I'm Becky Hammond, founder and strengths maven over at eSogo and eSogoStrong.com. Welcome to eSogo TV, the video and audio podcast where we are fueling marriage connection, parenting grace, and work energy by focusing in on your strengths instead of fixating on your weakness. Today, you are joining us for episode 75, and we are in the middle of our eSogo TV interview series. I hope that you have been or will join us for all of these interviews because by talking to leaders, coaches, parents, spouses, regular people, they are bringing alive the life-changing stories that have been fueled by their unique and brilliant strengths in their work or their marriages or their parenting. Today's guest is Jamie Libro. Jamie is the Director of Talent Management for Sabert, a global sustainable food packaging manufacturer. In this role, she manages employee engagement, training, succession planning, and performance management for over 2,000 employees worldwide. Prior to joining Sabert, Jamie was a consultant with Gallup for 12 years. During that time, she launched Gallup's Certified Coach Program and, from my perspective, served as one of the most incredible and accessible resources for all 6,000 coaches who were certified during her tenure. At the same time, and watch out Achiever Competition, Jamie was Gallup's top seller of StrengthsFinder training and consulting, selling more than $12 million over several years. Jamie lives in the New York City area with her husband and daughters, and she's an avid traveler and yoga enthusiast. <laughs> Today in this interview, she opens up and she shares of some of her the deepest moments in her life. I mean, she really goes there with us. And it's such a breath of fresh air in a world that holds up pretenses instead of the real and the messy. I'm excited for you to hear her story and how it might influence your own. So. Let's dive into this conversation with Jamie. All right. Well, hi there, Jamie. And uh, I'm so excited to hey, we get to <laughs> chat today. Hi. Uh, you from where I just learned you just moved, Westfield, New Jersey, and me here outside of the D.C. area. And um, just uh, I it was an honor to last year be able to get to not only call you um, a colleague, mm -hmm. but also move into calling you a friend. We got to meet up in right. the Upper West Side a couple times. You got to introduce me to a few of your favorite restaurants, which, you know, were kind of life changing. <laughs> so, um, uh, so it's uh, yeah. just a privilege to be able to have you here and share your story of how strengths impacted your life with uh, people who are listening here today. Yes, it's a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's just um, start off by you telling us a little bit about yourself. What's your family like? What do you do for work? And we'll go from there. Sure. Absolutely. So I'm the director of talent management for a company called Sabre. And although you've never heard of us, you've heard of all of our, of all of our clients. So if you've ever gotten a bento box at Starbucks, that is some of the compostable food packaging that we make. Oh, awesome. So, yeah. Yeah, so we're, that's what we do. So globally, we make recycled and compostable food packaging for some of the, the wow. largest um, food chains and food distributors. And uh, it's really exciting. And, and my role focuses on employee engagement, training and development, succession planning, and performance management systems. And so right now, I've been traveling all over the world to all of our different plants to start 
this employee engagement program, which is very strength-based, and, and we're about to launch a three-year leadership training institute that will all use StrengthsFinder as well. Oh my gosh. I just and like, I like it goosebumps when yeah. I hear about <laughs> your role because I just feel like, yeah. hello, could it be any more perfect? I mean, I didn't <laughs> even know about like the heart alignment as well with something that you truly right. care about, but oh man, the role right. is just amazing. No, it's true. Yeah. By, as we were saying, by the year 2050, there's going to be more plastic than fish in the ocean. So it's, we have a recycling business. We are really working hard to change that and, and not only make the earth a better place, but make our workplace a better place for our 2,500 employees. Wow. Uh, wow. So it's, yeah, so it's, it's really very positive. I, I get to help people in so many different ways every day. And I love getting to meet people from different places in the world and you know, eat the food in different parts of the world. I and mean, experience that is cultures. A, a <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so tell us a little yeah. bit about your family. Um, who do you got yes. in your life? Yes. So my husband, who is the person who introduced me to strength in the first place, his company, uh, his former company was what Gallup calls a full path client. So they did everything Gallup from strength to selection. And my husband gave me the Gallup book, First Break All the Rules, and now Discover Your Strengths. And it just really resonated. So before Sabred, I, I, was, I worked for Gallup for 12 years okay. because of that book. Uh, and then I have my two daughters, uh, Lucy is seven and Lydia is four. Mm. They have incredibly different personalities. <laughs> it's absolutely remarkable how different two kids from the same parents could be. But we talent spot, and my husband knows more about strengths than I do. So oh, wow. between the two of us, we're constantly having conversations about our marriage and our just relationship as two partners and the strength spotting that we see in our kids. He and I both have woo, so our, <laughs> our kids you know, are very outgoing. They, they absolutely have woo, without a doubt. Uh, my favorite woo story about my older one, uh, we took her to Disney four years ago and she looked around and she started to cry. Oh. And we said, Lucy, you're at Disney World. This is the happiest place in the world. Why are you crying? And she looked around and she goes, mommy, how am I going to meet all of these friends? Oh my <laughs> word. That is just so, awesome. Yes. <laughs> so I said, don't worry. There's going to be very long lines. You'll have hours and hours to talk to all of the kids. And then, you know, we'll go on the rides in between that. <laughs> so, oh my goodness. Now, if everyone could approach yes. Disneyland like that, there would be a lot more, less just people. <laughs> I know. I think, yeah, I think she likes the lines just as much as the ride, so. Oh, man, yeah. that, is a, that is a good, that is a good woo story. And that's a really great example yes. of spotting from yes. uh, talent spotting. Yes, yes. Uh, absolutely. Well, as, um, as we get to know you a little bit more, what is something that comes to mind when you think of something that you're most proud of recently? Well, over the weekend, I bought a car all by myself, wow. and you know, I read all of these reports that said that you should bring a man with you because women get a offered. A, there's a pink tax where women are charged a thousand dollars more. But wow. I did my homework. I had a strategy, and I got a ridiculously good rate 
all by myself. And you know, I think I, I'm more excited about that than the car. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And I have this car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Then there's a car and all this. But it's, <laughs> and not only that, but I felt like, you know, it was a real win-win. The people working there seemed really happy with the deal. And, you know, I looked at all the websites and I know I got $7,000 less than the average that people were paying in my area. So, so somehow you know, they, they didn't walk away feeling ripped off. I walked away feeling like I got everything I wanted. So, so yeah. it's a, like you said, win-win. And I like, yeah. I mean, you know, I have a preview of your strengths. It's just like you can, that story is like all about your strengths. Achiever, competition, right. woo, like everyone's okay. Right. But yet I got what I needed and I compared to all these other people. Right. That, mm -hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. And I feel like that's where my, my competition has evolved over the years. It, it, you know, it's evolved to the place where I still want to win, but I don't want anyone to feel like they lost. Hmm. That's good. And that's where a mature use. competition mixed. Yes. Yes. Competition mixed with woo and my number six positivity. Hmm. That's where it all comes in. And it's even gotten to the place where you know, when we're doing um, family board game night or well, not with the, with the kids, the kids are not as competitive. -ish. <laughs> but like when, when we're playing board games with our, with our friends, if it gets to the point where we're slaughtering everyone and we're definitely going to win, then I might pull back. It's yeah. like, it's just knowing I'm going to win. That's, that's all I need. That's then I don't want you know people to lose by so much that they're not going to want to play with me anymore. <laughs> How compassionate. <laughs> right. Oh, that's awesome. Well, um, Let's dive into just kind of your experience. You know, we've, we've already actually heard how you live and sure. breathe the strengths yeah. language, but not just the language, the perspective too of like, there are positive things about everyone and we are going to mm -hmm. do our best work when yeah. we get into those positive things. Um, but let's, so let's think back to before you were living and breathing this life, before your husband brought this mm -hmm. home and said, this is really interesting. You got to try this. Um, when you first came across the strengths concept before you did, what mm -hmm. problems were you experiencing or what kind of, what challenges were you having and, or, or what were you thinking about most in your life at the time? Sure. Absolutely. So I have empathy in my bottom strength and I was always aware of that, but I can't really read people as well as I would really like to. Mm. It, that doesn't mean I have low sympathy. I really care about people. And if I knew they were sad, I would want to hug them and comfort them. I just don't know that they're sad unless with my high focus and being a third generation New Yorker, I'm very direct <laughs> and I'm used to people being really explicit. So I can't, I can't read body language and I didn't really have a word for it. And I thought I could fix that in myself. Mm. So I was taking every emotional intelligence class and reading every book I could trying to memorize body language and it, just, it was really the more I tried the more frustrated I would get and the the day I started working at Gallup of course you start by taking strength finder and getting a coaching call and my strength coach for my 12 years at Gallup was Jody Van Osdale who's possibly the greatest strength coach in the entire world and she said, okay, let's take a look at your full 34. She saw I had achiever number one. And let's look at your bottom five. I was like, great idea. Let's start with my weaknesses. Fix me. And she's like, no, you don't get it. And she said it much nicer. I'm going to paraphrase. But she's <laughs> like, I want, I want you to look at your bottom strength because I want you to release those. She said, any class that you're taking that relates to getting better in those areas, I want you to cancel all of them. Wow. And I was just stunned. She's like, 
I said, I'm in three emotional intelligence classes to fix my empathy. Maybe I should do four. She's like, no, cancel them all. And at first I was like, you know, like shaking, like, what are you talking about? But she's like, I don't want you to spend another minute trying to be someone you aren't. Mm. She said, instead, I want you to work harder than you've ever worked in your life in for your top five, not your bottom five. And I feel like I physically just like, Wow. Like I, I, I remember, I remember where I was sitting in that moment. I was sitting in my hotel room in Omaha, Nebraska. And I just remember just like, just like, like just like letting all of this attention go. Wow. I said, I'm not going to try to have better empathy. I said, okay, but then what do I do? Do I just ignore it? And she said, of course not. Like you still have to, said you need to have conversations with people who are close to you and say, look, I'm always going to care what you think. I just won't know. So unless you are actually crying, I will not know you are sad. But you know, I said, okay, so I'll just tell people to be direct. She said, no, other people aren't direct like you are. So you have to ask them, like, what is a comfortable way for you to give me feedback on your feelings? Hmm. And so, yeah, so that changed everything in my life. Wow. What? So, so you, I mean, you were like, yeah, look at, let's look at my bottom. I want to yeah. like, I want to see the things that I need to work on. I mean, obviously you hadn't quite right. wrapped your mind around the whole thing. Yet, <laughs> right. Right? What, what <laughs> doubts or didn't get it. concerns did you have yeah. when, when she kind of said, don't, don't work on these things? Because I had been taught that you have to be good at everything. Yeah. You know, everyone has to be good at everything to get into a great school. You have to be well-rounded and being an achiever. I, I wanted to get at everything. Yeah. And Working on my we, I thought working on my weaknesses had gotten me to where I was, but when I really examined it, it really wasn't. Hmm. It was really my working on my strengths, working on becoming a better woo, working on really applying my competition in productive ways, hmm. learning how to be even more focused. Those were the things that were getting me to any any accomplishments that I that I was achieving. Hmm. Wow. So you took the assessment, you started working at Gallup, you got some coaching, which sounds like that was key. And what, mm -hmm. what comes to mind when you think of kind of some of the experiences that happened next, when you realize mm -hmm. that now that you know mm -hmm. your strengths, you were approaching things differently. What did, what did different look mm -hmm. like to you? Yeah. Well, I really do have that conversation with people. Hmm. When, whenever I've new really, especially when I just started a new job at Sabert in January, yeah. as I was getting to know people, I had that conversation with everyone. And, yeah. and I think people really appreciated that to, and they thought it was very just vulnerable um, to say, like, Hey, right off the bat, here's something I'm not good at. And to say like, I care about having a great relationship with you. I care about your feelings. So it, it's really avoided wow. a lot of, I'm getting a lot closer to people than I used to get. Hmm. And I think that this new approach has really helped that. Wow. You know, and another approach that has helped that is just softening my woo. Hmm. So I, I used to think there's this great poem uh, by Ella Wheeler Wilcox, the laugh in the world, laugh with you, smile or cry and you're all alone. And that was my previous motto with my woo. Hmm. You know, it was very much like, oh, just use your positivity, be happy all the time, and people will like you. And then in grad school, I got this feedback where we were doing um, assessments, and and we had to give everyone just very direct feedback. And someone who I'd been going to grad school with for years said, 
I feel like it's hard to know who you are that hmm. I don't know you. Like I know you're just, you're hard to get to know. And that stabs me more sharply than any critical feedback I'd ever gotten. Wow. It, to me, it was sort of saying you have no personality. Like you are just presenting this Judy Sunshine, very fake, like, and I'd gotten that before, you know, there was a fraternity in college who called me the ice princess, which as far as names go there, you know, you could get a much I mean, worse name. Some, yeah, there's some. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's, that's always the feed, the critical feedback I'd gotten about my personality was a coldness. And what that really was, was just a fear of being vulnerable, letting anyone see anything sad. And this was really tested when we had just tragedy strike in my family. You know, in, in one year I lost my mother and we lost our second daughter. She was stillborn at full term. And when people said, is anything wrong? We're like, oh, we're fine. Fake smile. <laughs> we're fine. And people are like, oh, really? Okay. Um, because we just didn't want to be sad. And we went to a support group where parents had lost children. And there's so many parents who just had just they would not be friends with anyone who hadn't been through a tragedy and they just really wanted to dwell in that place so I think we just pushed away from anything that was sad and just pretended everything was fine and that actually alienated friends mm -hmm. so here you know high focus my goal was to get closer to people and you know not pull them into our sadness but it, it actually pulled pushed them away Wow. And finally, I went to this conference and, uh, you know, just started someone, someone said something that triggered me and my grad school friends were there and they had been saying all, all along, are you okay? Are you okay? What can we do? What can we do? And I was like, I'm fine. It's a great learning experience. Things happen for a reason. Wow. And finally I got triggered and I just started crying in front of them and I do not cry in front of people. And they just held me so tight and they were like, finally, we're seeing how you really wow. feel. And I was like, really, I'm sad. And you guys are still going to be my friends. And, and it was such a, a great learning moment for me. And I think it was such a turning point where I just started to be more authentic and be myself. And the more, the less I try to woo, the more I actually woo. You know, the more I'm just am myself and just show people my silliness and show them the flaws and, you know, aren't afraid to look ridiculous. And the more I seem to win people over. <laughs> so I'm so glad I had that experience before. Like yesterday uh, I was giving a workshop and people asked me about my yoga and they said, do you really, because in my intro I said, I love doing yoga. And they said, okay, prove it. And <laughs> up on stage in all of my business clothes, I did this really silly down dog chaturanga. And you know, they were, it was just so silly. I fell on my face and they loved it. It was great. Aww. You know, so I think I really learned to laugh at myself and be a lot more genuine through my, you know, through years and years of just getting this feedback of just not being real and not being genuine. Mm -hmm. And I think we're in the age of authenticity. Yeah right now. So I think it's good that I woke up at, at this point because people are, you know, less, less than ever. Are they tolerant of people just putting up a, a front? Yeah. So, so uh, I, I really appreciate you sharing that story. I know that that's, it's close to your heart and I, yeah, 
I do also know that those are the types of things. I mean, as you say, I haven't heard the age of authenticity, but those are the things by sharing those, even in a mm-hmm. venue like this, that people say, oh, wow, mm-hmm. I can relate to that. I can relate to you because mm-hmm. I've had tragedy in my life as well. And, you know, this was my reaction and it was similar in this way and different in this way. And, um, you know, when you, when you think about your strengths as you were kind of processing mm-hmm. through your reaction to the tragedies that had happened in your life and you talked about your woo. So what, what was, what do you do differently now because you mm-hmm. know, cause you can control your woo or you know what volumes are appropriate? Like what did that, what did that look like to you practically speaking when you were trying to kind of build that authenticity through your woo? Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I first started at Gallup, gosh, it must be 12, 13 years ago now. And I was mentoring a young woman and I was telling her like all the strategy that I put into what I wear and how, how it's so calculated and the look. And she just stepped back. She's like, whoa, like this is, uh, she's like, I, I'm young, I'm inexperienced, but I'm telling you, this sounds like too much. Like you're <laughs> way overthinking this. And, and I was like, okay, what do you know? Like you're 20 years old. And but, you know, she was absolutely right that mm. now I just say, okay, what I'm, I don't think as much about my audience. I just think about what's going to make me feel confident, what's going to make me feel comfortable, because the more confidence and comfort I bring to a, into bring that energy into a room, then the audience feels that. And that's and I'm bringing them that energy instead of the strategy and the, the corporate look that, et cetera. Yeah. And so was that like do you feel like that is a dial down, dial up of your strengths that you kind of came to that mm-hmm. place or, or, or how mm-hmm. did that fit in? Yeah. I think I dialed down my competition and dialed up the woo. Mm. And so like, dialed you up feel the like you're dialing up yeah. your woo has, and you've done that by allowing yourself to be yourself. Is that yeah. what you're well, saying? Not, mm-hmm. Yeah. And not only that, one of another mentor I had at, at Gallup is Dean Jones. He's still a great friend. And he was my boss for a period of time. And he would give me these awesome homework assignments where, yeah, I have so many influencing strengths and then positivity is number six. And he said, tell me how you use your positivity to influence people. And I was able to rattle off 16 different ways I do that. He said, okay, how do you use your positivity to build relationships? Uh... <laughs> and I had nothing. I had nothing. Wow. And he said, that's what I thought. He said, you, you know, it's great. It's a great application of positivity, but you're missing out on the full richness of that strength. Hmm. And, and I think that's, that taught me the value of, because at first I had a problem with the strength being bucketed into four yeah. groups. Right. Because like the whole point is we're not putting people in boxes. Right. That there's 33 million combinations of your top five. But, uh, but that I think the value there is to look at where each of your strengths lies and say, am I using it that way? Because if not, there might be so much richness that I'm not accessing. Hmm. So I think that just thinking, so the homework he gave me was talk to people who have positivity and don't have any influencing strengths <laughs> in their top five. Just talk to them about how they're using it. And so now this whole feeling of I'm just going to wear what I feel confident in, what makes me feel comfortable and so I could be the happiest naturally version of the, the naturally happy version of myself and bring that energy hmm. not to influence anyone, yeah. just to you know, be that, be the, the most positive true bright. version of myself. Yeah, just to show yeah. up and be bright. 
Huh. Then that ended up actually strengthening my woo because yeah. people can sense that I'm just comfortable and I'm in my own skin. And it's really been a journey, but I see yeah. such a difference even in, in the interviews that I do now versus the ones that, that I, I did 10 years ago. Wow. Yeah, I just so much more of myself and my personality in it. Yeah. A good, bad, or, or, or I know. Ugly, well, either way. Like, yeah, <laughs> it. It's kind of like that's here. Here I am. Take it. Take it as it is. Yeah. And then because exactly. you're that way, yeah. you end up winning them over. Like you said, even better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, drawing from your own personal experience, kind of final question here, um, what encouragement or advice would you leave for somebody or give someone who can resonate with your pre-strengths world problem? So, you know, you described like just really feeling like you needed a a compulsion to work on the things that you knew didn't come naturally to you. Mm -hmm. Um, and then kind of to this whole journey uh, that you have beautifully described about, you know, coming to a Mm -hmm. place where you are truly authentically yourself, what encouragement or advice would you give to someone who can resonate with those pre-strengths problems that you were wrestling through? Sure. The advice I would give them is to think about the successes that they've had in their life Mm -hmm. and really soul search and say, did this come from working on my weaknesses or was this, was this really a, an early manifestation of my strengths? And I think when you really, there are so many executives I met with while I was at Gallup who told me that they got to where they got because they worked on their weaknesses. Mm. And when I challenged that and they really thought about it, they realized that, that wasn't the case at all. Wow. They were just working on the dark side of their strengths mm. and really refining their strengths and pulling the best out of getting the, kind of the, the most out of each strength. So I would challenge people who are really weakness focused to do that mm-hmm. and, and think through their successes and figure out who did they partner with, what talents did they rely on, what techniques did they use, and line that up with their strengths report. Cool. That is awesome. Not only practical, yeah. but um, mm-hmm. inspiring advice to look back on the things that we've done well and figure out, you know, what were we working on when we were we're, yeah. uh, we're getting, we're doing well. So, all right. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Jamie. I feel like we could definitely keep talking for ever. I know you have a million stories. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how it's not only the strength perspective has not only um, impacted you and your work, but your family and your husband and your relationship and your kids and all those things. So um, maybe there'll be a chance sometime for us to do this again. <laughs> um, but anytime, yeah. until then, um, I am glad that people got to know you and um, the authentic Jamie that you are today. (laughs) Love that your strengths help you move on that journey. Um, I know it'll be an encouragement to people out there. So see you next time. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Take care. Bye. Bye. Isn't Jamie's story so authentic and real? It just, it really challenged me to re-examine the person that I bring into each situation I encounter, whether with friends, family, or in my work role. And I I hope that it does the same for you. You can connect with Jamie Libra over on LinkedIn. And you can also get that link over in the show notes at isogostrong.com slash isogotv. Ultimately, my dream would be to see thriving marriages, families, and workplaces across the world. By orienting our minds toward our strengths, I know that we can get there, just like Jamie is doing. So, 
I'd love to ask you to share Isogo TV, the video or the audio version with your own circles on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, or right there in your home or your office. And if you like this Isogo TV interview in particular, please leave a five-star review over at iTunes. It not only means a lot to me, but it also helps others find this podcast resource too. I'm glad that you were here today to hear how others have fueled significant changes in their lives by focusing in on their strengths. And I hope you join me for more next time on Isogo TV.